Welcome, friend. Welcome to the second part of the important conversation with Willie and Rachel Scott, free thinking about racism, the protest and rioting. JCL Falto joins us on this episode. This is Brian Del Turco, Jesus Smart, the podcast. You're listening to episode 137. To hear the first part of this significant conversation, go to episode 134. Willie and Rachel Scott of Team Kingdom Impact, along with JCL Falto of the Writer's Lens podcast and the Narrative Wars podcast are at the roundtable in this conversation. You can go to the show notes page for this episode, as well as part one of this conversation at jesussmart.com slash kingdom race. Obviously, the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis was a heinous death and authentic, peaceable protests were overtaken, not only in that city, but in other major cities around the nation by outside elements pushing it into rioting. In the middle of this conversation, we pull away for just a three-minute snippet from Dr. Michael Brown from his recent video, Exposing Spiritual Darkness, Working for Racial Reconciliation. Willie and Rachel Scott and J.C. Alfalto as well are all about the transformation of the individual heart. And I think in this conversation, you will hear an innovative, kingdom-like way of thinking about these issues. Here's my conversation with Willie and Rachel Scott and JCL Falto. I was conversing with somebody online about this verse in 2 Corinthians 5.16, and uh, I was punching above my weight, Josh, if you know what I mean. This guy was way, way more educated, and way, <laughs> just way up there. If I told you his name, you know who he is. But, but he came back with something that I thought was really good. He says, the way I read this, especially in its context, that's that verse that says, we no longer know Christ according to the flesh, but even so, we're not to know each other in that way. But he says, the way I see this is that Christ transcends our human-bound categories of time place, ethnicity. So, for example, one could not exert, assert that Jesus is the Savior of only one physical type of person, mm. historical, mm. geographic, or ethnic, or right. racial, or a bloodline, or even a tribal identity. Okay, that's that's a, that's kind of a PhD guy talking there, but it, it um, you know, it, that's so good, isn't it? Christ transcends, yeah, and we are now seated with Christ in heavenly places— Ephesians chapter two says, and our minds can now be renewed. We can, we can, I, I know it's a process. It's not a, you know, it's messy. We have ups and downs, but generally if we're applying ourselves, our minds can be renewed to become more yeah. like Christ so that we do have the mind of Christ. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, wow. And that's yeah. a day, that's a daily, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's momentarily like every moment we have to try, we have to get renewed, but that's definitely a daily Sure is. Um, a daily fight. That's a daily ask, and we have to we have to know that that's not something that we could do on our own. Uh, without he said, without without me, you could do nothing. That's right. So it's like so we can't renew our own minds. We can't get up and say, mm-hmm. okay, my mind is going to be renewed today. No, we have to literally get up and ask God to remind renew our minds. Have to repent for things that we may have done that we know that we've done, and things that we that we don't even not even aware of. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of things that that. 
we actually need to do um, just to have our, our minds renewed. Right. Absolutely. And, and scripture intake is so vital to that. That is really the chief medium or channel through which the Holy Spirit works on the renewing of our minds. Scripture intake, you know, talking with others about the word, praying it. And repentance means actually to change your mind. That's what the word means. And so you'll know because you'll be convicted, oh, I I've been thinking wrong about that, or I've been seeing that in a wrong way, and so I'm going to change now. And you'll 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 feel that mind of Christ working. Josh, um, what kingdom ideas can we have right now for you know what's happening in our culture about race and about you know these societal issues? What are there some big picture kingdom ideas that you think can help us? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think well, first kind of backtrack a little bit too. I was you know, talking about this renewing of the mind is uh, something I was thinking about is like, that's why it's so easy, I think, for Christians to jump on social movements, you know, because they are inherently potentially good things that are going to invoke change. They could be countercultural. They could be putting a spotlight on an issue. And, you know, as Christ followers, you know, when we you know, when we feel that urge to to speak against injustice or be part of something that's going to fight injustice, there there is a pull there. You know, there's a definite pull to be a part of that. There's a unique tension that we feel in our in our spirit that we want to we're drawn to it. But of course, that's that can be a trap in some way. Uh, you know, so like we've just been saying, it's really important that it's a daily thing. You know, it's not that I'm being sucked into the mind of of whatever the movement is, but rather, you know, how am I positioning myself as a Christ follower within this movement? And that I'm, I'm doing it from a position that I'm hopeful that, that Christ is going to lead, you know, I'm not going to override it. You know, those are the kinds of things to be focused on. And that's why, you know, it's being a self feeder is just such a, such an important aspect of, of being a Christian. You have to be a self feeder. It's the one, it's the, it's it's the one time you can use the term self when you're okay. talking about yeah. when you're talking about the Lord, and it's actually a good thing. So, so well, it's proven right. by edu- it's proven by educators that self discovery is the most powerful form of of learning. When you discover it, you know when you're feeding yourself in in, in a sense. Uh, what about narratives? I mean, um, is it too much to say that some narrative wars are at play in our culture about this and about a whole host of other things? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's, it's, a, that's uh, a softball. You can go ahead and whack that. Well, I, I, well, I think you know I'll just I'll be honest about it. It's something that always attracts my attention. It piques my interest. I'm always interested in it. I'm trying to I'm trying to filter through narratives. I mean, I, I did a podcast, a Genesis, out of that because I wanted to try to get more involved in those narratives and try to create spaces where people weren't just being inundated with the same thing all the time and getting into their little cubby holes of, you know, this is my bunker of thought and I'm never going to come out of it. And so, you know, any way that I can be used to sort of like cut that out or, you know, for illustration's sake, you know, pull the hatch up on the bunker and say, come out of there, you know, you need to, you know, stop getting so hold up in these ideas or thoughts because you could be led astray very quickly. Uh, you know, so it's things like that, but, but I think one of the things that the church can really benefit from in, in situations like this is, is, you know, we talk about the church wanting to be in front of things, yeah. you know, and, and to be the leader in, in things that might happen in the culture. Right. Listening through dialogue is such a big deal with compassion. I mean, sure. uh, you know, why do so many secular, uh, you know, organizations pop up about giving to the homeless or giving to this or giving to that. It's because 
you know, maybe the church loses its priority of compassion and it's not doing that enough or it's not listening enough. It's mm. not dialoguing enough as it is. Yeah. And people get holed up or they get isolated. So I, I think that uh, one of the things we can do is, as, you know, Christ followers is just be more attentive and be more attentive in a listening aspect mm. uh, to be able to engage with one another and not be so quick to just be that, like, I think Rachel had said, it, you know, don't be so quick to just be a voice that has to speak immediately. I think too, just, I want to say this real quick, Josh. I just, I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence. You know, I don't believe in coincidences anyway. We talked about this before, <laughs> but I don't think it's a coincidence that you, that, that that's been such a burning passion in you um, coming up narrative wars with everything that's going on um, out in the culture, you know, out, like right now, like this season is a season that you're supposed to, supposed to delve and dive into that a little bit stronger. And as, as you uh, lean into the Lord more in reference to narrative wars, um, I believe he's going to give you some great stuff to release because I don't think it's coincidence that you've been called, that you've been called to that and that that's been kind of burning in you right now, because there's a lot of, we know the enemy is the, the power of the prince of the air. We know that, that all this stuff that we see, not everything, but a lot of the stuff that we see is counter kingdom is counter, um, our kingdom, the kingdom, and I'm talking about the kingdom of God, is counter counter kingdom. So we see all these different things on TV, see all these different things in the news. There's an agenda behind a lot of it. And we want to be about the kingdom agenda. And so even you being able to have narrative wars, because even when I heard that now, I was like, man, that is so good. And even when I talk about it now, it just, it just, it rings. I know we, we've talked about this before, but it rings in my mind of, man, that is like such a good title. Like this is, this is very, very, very deep. So <laughs> I think I think that he's going he's going to uh, he's going to set you on fire, man, for that. Like he, I could tell already oh, he thanks. has, but I think that he's going to give you so much more um, that you're going to be able to help people navigate through as they are listening to different things and process and stuff. What you should do, JCL, is you should record yourself when you podcast on video. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then, and, then, and then chop it up. I just learned this technique on a podcast the other day. Okay, <laughs> chop it up and put it on YouTube and link it to your podcast. Each one of those segments, you know, put them in like six That's or eight, eight minute bite bite size sections and um, content That's stacking. They call it, you know. I need to hire somebody if that's the case because yeah. I'm going to I'm going to need to hire somebody. So whoever's listening to this and is it is looking for an internship that pays not a very handsome salary, <laughs> con, 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 contact me immediately at jclfalto.com. Willie and um, Rachel, I'm I'm curious uh, your response to this question. What do African Americans really want? Is is that a fair question? Can we can we generalize that? I know that not all African Americans think like right. a herd, you know, like a like a uniformly like that. But do you have any just thoughts on that, or are there a couple schools of thought within the African American? Yeah, community? there's uh, there's definitely a couple schools of thought. Um, some more realistic than others. I, I I know that the top one is just to be treated the same way when opportunities are presented to one class of people. Um, they want to be given the same opportunities if they are equally as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If they are equally as creditable, if they if they have 
what's necessary. They want that. And and it does happen where that's not given to them simply because of their name or their uh, of ethnicity, all of those things. And the reason I say they, because that's not, that hasn't been my story from the because I for me. I truly believe that um, the doors that God has for me to open, I, I, I go into everything with kingdom. So I believe that there's favor on my life. I believe that the yeah. doors that God has open for me that no man can, no man can shut. I believe that, um, that he will not withhold any good thing from me because he said in his word, because I am righteous. So those are the ways that I think, but for those that are not kingdom and even for the, some of those in the kingdom, uh, attached to who they are are the things that they've accomplished that makes them just as valued as the next person. Mm -hmm. And when they don't receive the same thing that that next person would get, they would not necessarily go to, Hey, you know, God, God's not going to close his door or they're not going to go to scripture. They're going to go to the substance at hand, which is I didn't get this job because I was black and that person got it because they were white. And there's absolutely that, that could be the case. Um, but I don't, I personally don't give that, that you glory you're, here. You're saying you don't even think at that level. You're just like so. I don't. You're you're so resolved I, about approaching it in yes. a kingdom way, right? Yes, and and it's really because of how I grew up. Like I grew up. Um, my my first black, my first uh, not black, but my first best friend happened to be um two two white girls, and I grew up around these girls, and they just blessed my heart so much. I still think about them to this day. I have. I'm, I'm, I've always been an extremely diverse person. So when I see you, I see a person, you know, of course there's times where color does come in. I'm not blind. So color does become obvious at moments, but that's not what I go looking for. When I see you, I see kingdom. I see the call of God in your life. I see those things, but I believe that God has given me a, a unique ability to do that so that I can do what I'm doing right in this season. But here's something for me that I did for myself long ago. And I would encourage any any person that says they're a follower of Christ to do this. Years ago, I said, you know, there's so many arguments about was Jesus black? Was Jesus white? Was Jesus this? Was Jesus that? I sat down and thought about if if Jesus is white, would I still worship him and believe he is who he says he is? Mm-hmm. If Jesus is black, would would I still worship him and believe and believe he is who he says he is? And when I resolved within myself that I didn't care about that, all I knew is that he came, he died on the cross for my sins, that he rose again, that, you know, all, all of those things that, I, and I began to feel the power of God work in my life. I, I didn't care. None of that stuff mattered to me. But I know that as a body of Christ, sometimes we need to ask ourselves that question and see Whatever, get, removing ourselves from, well, theologically, he's this. And, the, you know, theory says that none of that matters. Just inform myself for my own heart check. Hmm. If I am white, would I be willing to worship this same Jesus if he was black? If I am black, would I be willing to, if I'm in the body of Christ, would I be willing to worship this same Jesus in the Bible if he were white? Hmm. And when we can resolve that within ourselves, that's when we know that our heart is beginning to shape in the way that God wants it to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, if we're going to talk about the pigment of his skin, it was kind of something like a, like a caram- caramel, you know, like a Semitic or Middle Eastern, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, 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 if, if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> if, if, if we're going to talk about that. But as, if we're going to go into detail, but we don't want to do but, that. But, but, but as Paul said, we no longer... It's the principle behind it. <laughs> yeah, we no longer recognize him in that way, Paul said, you know. 
And, but, and, and not not to say that that wouldn't be an important because for some people that that is, I just know for me and my heart and for me to worship the God who is who he says he is and the Jesus that did what he did. That's right. None of that. I had to be OK with who if he was Asian. I don't care. You know, I literally just know that he came. He died for my sins. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> I think a key, key point to that. What you just said was heart. And the heart issues can come from so many different layers of things that we've been through, how we were raised, what we were brought up, like things we were told, just just a whole bunch of different things or layers of things, filters that just compile on top of each other, compile on top of each other. And you got to like peel those layers off and kind of dig deep. But if you get to the root of the heart issue and you you uproot that thing, then you'll actually come to where Rachel is landed at now is that I don't care about the NS stuff. And sometimes it, sometimes it's hard to deal with because we don't even know that that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even know that those things are there until we actually have a dialogue like this or we get into a conversation with somebody. And if we're not mature enough or if we're not humble enough to look back and say, well, man, why did I, yeah, why did that, like, why did that vex me so much? Why did that bother me so much? Then we'll just hold on to that thing Called mm-hmm. bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, resentment, and we'll keep moving and just be like, "Oh, forget you. You don't. You don't agree with me. I don't agree with you." And that's where we're gonna end it at. But we don't. But we don't want to end it there, though. We'll come right back to the conversation with Willie and Rachel and JCL in just a few minutes. Dr. Michael Brown. You can see his website at Ask Dr. Brown. It's askdrbrown.org. He's the host of a daily national and syndicated talk show, The Line of Fire. He became a believer in Jesus in 1971, heroin shooting, LSD using Jewish rock drummer. Since then, though, he has preached throughout America and around the world with a message of repentance, revival, reformation, and cultural revolution. He holds a PhD in Near Eastern Languages and Literature from New York University. Here's Dr. Michael Brown. I have been shouting out two things in recent weeks. One is to say, yes, 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 Black Lives Matter. And I want to explain in a moment to some of my white friends who may not know why it's so important to shout that out, why I'm shouting that out. At the same time, I have been giving warnings about the official Black Lives Matter movement and organization and saying it is not something you want to be part of as a follower of Jesus. Now, I I posted this on Facebook and Twitter last night so I could be as loud and clear as possible. I said this, Black Lives Matter, all caps. Every Black Life Matters, all caps. All Black Lives Matter, all caps. Black lives do matter, all caps. God himself affirms that black lives matter, all caps, then in small letters. And the BLM organization is dangerous, anti-Christian, and should be avoided. Have I made myself clear? There is an organization which has specific goals, specific direction, and as I will open up to you in a moment, is coming from a very, very different spirit. In fact, this may shock you with what I'm going to say, but I'm going to tie this in with the spirit of Jezebel in a moment. Okay, Uh, let's look at this headline. ABC News says this, from the start, Black Lives Matter has been about LGBTQ lives. Two of three Black Lives Matter founders identify as 
queer. That's well-known. That's an open secret. And prioritizing LGBTQ issues has been of high priority to the Black Lives Matter movement. So we'll just say BLM to separate that from the statement that Black Lives Matter. Acton Institute, a few years ago, did a major article. It's worth looking at, worth reading. The Marxist Roots of Black Liberation Theology. Now, liberation theology in general is not just Jesus came to set people free. Oh, no, no. Much, much more than that. And yes, it is clearly Marxist ideology. And then black liberation theology is decidedly Marxist theology. So BLM has clear Marxist ideology in its roots and very, very aggressively, very, very clearly radical feminist and radical trans queer activism. So let's look at their actual statement. Let's go to the website. And let's look at the statement, what we believe. All right. You can see this video on the show notes page at jesussmart.com slash kingdom race. Dr. Michael Brown, his full message on this topic. Again, his website, askdrdrmichaelbrown.org. Intersectionality is emergence of a number of movements, the BLM movement, feminism, hardcore feminism, LGBTQ, Marxism, It's a confluence and intersectionality of movements, and behind it all is another massive movement and spiritual movement, really, we would say from a Jesus worldview, a kingdom worldview. I would encourage you to check out his video. Let's get back to the conversation with Willie and Rachel Scott. They instinctively know what's going on here and what's behind their point of view is what Dr. Michael Brown is touching on. But here's Willie and Rachel Scott and JCL Falto. In that passage in 2 Corinthians 5, we you know we read 16 and 17, and then verse 18 says, All these things are from God who reconciled us. He put us back together with himself through Christ, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. We are mm. to connect people with God. We are to connect people with each other. In fact, we're to reconcile even... Th- I, I believe even things in creation back to God as the designer, you know, like a great African-American from the 1800s. I love this guy, George Washington Carver, African-American botanist. God told him to take apart the peanut, you know, yeah. Put, yeah. It, put it back together again. And he discovered like over a hundred uses. He, he revolutionized Southern agriculture when it was all cotton based in the 1800s. He totally transformed it. He told Congress, I get this stuff from God. <laughs> Right. Even though he was well-educated, he told Congress, this stuff is revealed to me. It's an amazing life. But African-American, but he was reconciling elements of creation and releasing their potential. I just find that an amazing. So God yeah. was in Christ was reconciling in- the world to himself, Paul says, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us this word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I I want to jump in one more thing. Sure. (laughs) The the last thing I want to say is (laughs) is to um to what Joshua said, just in regards to like, I guess speaking to what is the thing that we've been that you've been called to do, and um I want to say that as a church body, I I I think that if we could somehow infiltrate the um. 
I don't even want to say the political system, but the police system. If we could begin to be a voice of humanity to them, because we shared about this on something we were talking about, but um, like just having clergy go in and build relationship so that when moments like that happen, the community can know, okay, this is the, this is a pastor that we're going to call. And this pastor has a relationship with the chief and we're going to let him know what's going on Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, something doesn't seem right. Can you come down? And he's able to speak from the power and the authority of God that's been given to him to say, you know, Hey, sir, let's, let's, Let's not have our our um, knee on his neck. He can't breathe. He said he can't breathe. To help bring that person back to a mental place of recognition, mm. to remind them. Because what's happening in those specific instances is, um, and, and, and I'm not even going to just say for the police. We need this in, in any area where, where crime, where there are things that are detrimental to a community. Mm-hmm. We need there to be a greater level of honor for the church. Humanity is being challenged. Yeah. And um, we need the a level of honor to to be raised up for the church, but that's going to happen by, by us not fighting, but us saying, hey, what is it that you, that you need me to do so that um, I can help to bring Christ into this situation because that's really what we're doing in a moment like that. If like a pastor would have shown up, he, he, he's able to invite Christ in there. If somebody who's truly walking in the wisdom and the love of God yes. is able to bring Christ into that situation. Bring him in. But if the community knows that there are people that they can call because they may not be able to call the fire department, they may not be able to call the police department, but I can call this pastor and he has a relationship with, with, you know, this police department. And when he mm. shows on the scene, it triggers something in their in the police department's mind to say, "Hey, let's let's think about what we're doing here because he's shown up. So maybe something is a little off here. Maybe we're not being as humane as we need to be. But it's through the church going in and building a relationship." Yeah, yeah. Get, getting into these spheres of influence, right, Josh? Yeah, as salt and light. Yeah, I was just going to add to that because this is such an interesting thing to me because. What you're saying, Rachel, is so true is that, you know, God and, in, 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 you know, in his infinite wisdom wants to use us, you know, with him to bring peace or bring truth or bring love to any situation. So if we don't do that, if we aren't engaged with community, if we aren't actually showing up to be those people in those situations, then where do you think people who don't know the Lord are going to turn? Exactly. Right? You know, exactly. they're going to they're gonna turn to something else. They're going to find some a movement. Lesser, they're going to, yeah, yeah, they're going to, yeah. they're going to find a lesser good, which ultimately is going to be something evil in the end, because it's going to yep. be self-serving to somebody else's agenda. That's yeah. right. And, and I, feel, you know, I, and that's I don't, re- don't want to yeah. open this can of worms now because we're, we're coming in for a landing, but you know, I, I, I feel really bad that a legitimate movement of protest of justice and of humanity, it seems has been somewhat hijacked by other groups, you know, and we don't have to talk about that, but who have come in with a different agenda. And it's as you're saying, Josh, if there's a a vacuum of the Lordship of Christ and the leadership of Christ in a situation, if there's no like ambassadorial influence, you know, that's coming from us, as Paul says in 520 of 2 Corinthians 5, then a lesser inferior Lord will come in. Yep. The, right. prince, the, the prince of the power of the air will come in and fill it. And so I, I've been praying very practical prayers lately about embarrassingly funny things like, Lord, I bring your leadership and lordship into my backyard. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're on this project right now, working on the, a much overdue project in the backyard. Well, I, you know, it, it's crazy, but I, I just bring your leadership and your lordship here. Mm. And if I can do it here, then I can do it in other places that matter a little more. <laughs> Brian, that's that's so yeah. true, because it'll be times that I'm sitting at the computer and I'm trying to figure something out. And Rachel will be like, yeah. well, did you pray? I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I had to go back and remember it was times back in back in the day, like I'm that old, but it was times before <laughs> where she'll be looking for her keys and she'll be just like, careful my keys, careful my keys. I'm like, well, did you ask the Lord where your keys were at? Literally, she'll pray and like in two seconds, boom. She yeah. would like she would always find her keys. I love that. So we have to we have to know that <laughs> that that's a reality. That we gotta that we need to bring him into those situations. And one thing I wanted to add real quick too is Nair, I know real quick. Nair, this is why Jazz again. This is why you've been called the narrative wars because just what you and Rachel just talked about, as far as the church being more involved in the church equipping and things of that nature, and what Brian just talked about, as far as the protests being hijacked, mm-hmm. you see. So I, I saw videos, man, where there were there there was a, a a whole there was I don't know if it was a video, but it was images of the police department. The people were protesting, coming against the police department, city hall, whatever it was. The police came out unarmed and kneeled down and started praying and actually mm-hmm. asked for forgiveness from the community. These are police officers that had nothing to do with that specific incident. Mm-hmm. But because that was something that 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 the enemy, of course, doesn't want to be uh, mm-hmm. want to get a lot of views or anything like that. Like other things are being shown. All the yeah. other, the hijacking protests and all the, the bombings and the, and the fires and all that stuff is yep. being shown, but you don't see as much of the police coming Good out stuff. and kneeling yep. down and praying with the community. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always come back to that verse of apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. right. I mean, it's this whole idea of if you aren't operating in a spirit of God, what is going to happen? Right. Like eventually it's going to rot. Eventually it's going to be vile. Eventually it's going to reveal itself as not good. You know, so but to us, it might be attractive in the short term. You know, so we have to have more of this long term, you know, righteous thinking. You know, that's really what we're called to be as as kingdom agents, as you know, Brian's been using that term. I like that buzz, that buzz phrase there. So (laughs) I'm I'm going to keep using it. But uh but yeah, like that, just the humility of those officers, like you were saying, Willie, is the total opposite of what you would expect right. from them. You know, I mean, you expect them to come out with, you know, full gear, you know, they're ready to just handle themselves. They're in defensive mode. But instead, here is the position that we're going to show. And something changes the atmosphere when that happens, yeah, you know, it did. something just, you know, changes the atmosphere. So that is that's just really good just you know just that example alone it should be enough to be encouraging for us as believers that there are you know there are people that have operated in that way that have changed the situation just by that simple right. act of humility and i think we can't minimize the people that are stepping up and um trying and, and putting forth an effort yeah. to yeah. To mm-hmm. change the narrative right now, we we're not seeing as much of that, but it's happening way more than yes. what the world is getting view of. Yeah. Sure, it is. Yeah. And um, wow, I'm so challenged by this. You know, ambassadors come in. Am- ambassadors represent a different government. You know, uh, yes, yeah. that's mean, so good. They, yes, they live in a nation, but they're not. Uh, behind them is the nation from which they came, which fully funds them, resources them. They have authority from that nation, and 
that when the, the scripture calls us ambassadors, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it's, a move. That's a move of God right there. Yeah. And it's, you know, we are citizens, whatever nation you're in, you are a citizen of that nation and you need to engage it and vote and participate in all of that. But deeper still, you're an ambassador of something bigger and higher, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we can invoke, you know what? I like calling oh, Christ, Caesar Christ. I, you know, we are ambassadors of a powerful Lord, you know, and we can invoke his leadership and his lordship into mm. situations that have gone south. I want to add, Brian, this is the last thing I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> so we, we wrap up, is when you said that, the first thing I thought of is, is um, just walking, not walking in, not walking in the spirit of fear, but like as an ambassador, in a lot of cases, as an ambassador of a different country, you have, you'll, you'll have immunity. And so we have to remember, and we walk in an authority yes. where we can call down the kingdom of heaven and we can walk in immunity, immunity. And, and, and we can be on the, in the territory of the enemy. If that's where God has called us to, we that's, have immunity. He can't touch, he can't touch us. We have mm-hmm. kingdom Teflon, my friends, on yes. us, you know, and, 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 <laughs> and Jesus said this, he said that, you know, you will eat things and it won't bother you if you take up serpents and scorpions. It's a picture of being able to deal with demonic powers. You know, they will not harm you, right? As you're yeah. on assignment, as you're on assignment, he equips them with this immunity you're talking about, Willie. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Willie and Rachel. Uh, this is a breadth of topic and it's very deep and complicated. And yet, um, we have touched on macro issues that I think are vital. Thank you, Josh, uh, for your input as well. And I echo Absolutely. what Willie's saying about the narrative wars uh, <laughs> theme. I appreciate it. Um, yep. I'm just trying to keep up with the scouts over there. I got two podcasts now. Yeah. All right. Two I'm podcasts. About, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm like seven things behind right now, but I'm, I'm getting up there. <laughs> I got to finish that second book first. <laughs> Maybe you need to go over there Before and your have son them graduates college or something. <laughs> you need to go over there and have them lay their hands on you, see if some kind of impartation can be transferred. I need or it, man. Maybe we should do it after we get off this call. Something, yeah. some, like, you know, laying of hands virtually would there be great. You go. There you Just go. put your hand on the screen and stay on Skype. You can do it. <laughs> wow, Willie and Rachel, would you mind just leading leading us in prayer? Don't be afraid to have a a little good season of prayer here and we'll agree with you on these themes. Okay. Dad, we just, uh, we thank you for another opportunity to come together, uh, with one mind, one accord, Lord, just, uh, spirit recognizing spirit, our hearts aligned, uh, with yours. And we just thank you for a good conversation and just good thoughts and processing through, uh, the different things that are just going on in the world, Lord, uh, things that break your heart, and the things that you have assigned us or that you are calling us to speak out against and speak out uh, in reference to. So, Lord, we just ask for just your, your, uh, just your power, Lord. We ask for a cleansing of the lens, a removal of the lens. For anybody who's listening to this podcast, Lord, we just speak right now. I ask that you would speak to them uh, individually, Lord, as they invite you into their home, as they invite you into their family life, as they invite you into their businesses, um, and just into their mind, Lord that you would give them a new lens, that you would renew their mind, that you would give them a new lens in which to see things that are going on through, Lord. As you have called Joshua to to narrative wars, Lord, that you will give other people um, uh, some of the same passion or that you would give them just an insight 
as to some of the things, the hidden agendas that are behind some of these topics and some of these things that are going forth, Lord, and that they can see uh, beyond what is in front of them, Lord, and actually see as you did for Elijah and his servant, that they can actually see uh, the help that's there, that's actually there, Lord, but they can actually see uh even even as they see the enemy, Lord, they can see the help that's also there, Lord. They can see what they're called to do. They can see how they're positioned and how they can also impact and how you are sending in an army, um, Lord, that is is undefeatable. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you for the protection of each and one of our each and every one of our families, uh, for those that are on this radio show that are listening and for the individuals that are actually on the show talking, Lord. We just thank you for that. And I'm gonna let Rachel jump in. Lord God, we just uh, invite you into the hearts of each listener, Lord. Search their hearts. Anything that that may not be may not be like you, Lord God. We just ask that you would remove it, so that there is room and there is ground for your goodness, for your love, for your kindness, Lord God. We come against any spirit of condemnation, yes. Lord. We invite your holy Jesus. conviction that will be transformational, that will help them to see the things that you want them to see, to have the perspective that you want them to have, Lord God. We just um, ask that as we move forward in the days and the years to come and we continue to attack this spirit of racism that you will continue mm-hmm. to reveal the roots and for each person that uh, it needs to be plucked out of, that it needs to be pulled out of, that when it is removed, that you will give them such a, a newness in you that they can see, they can understand each person the way that you want them to. Or for those people that are doing just what you want them to do in this time and in this season, Lord God, we ask that you would just cover them, that you would not um, allow anyone to make them feel that they're not doing enough yes, when they are doing exactly what you call mm-hmm. them to do. That you will, uh, those that have a voice in this season, that you will protect them, that you will protect their voice. And Lord, that you would know that, that they would know that you are covering them. Those that are called to be prayer warriors for those people, Lord, I just um, pray that you would continue to give them the strength to remind them of the names of the people that are um, fulfilling the assignment in this specific area. Mm-hmm. And God, I just bless thank you. Lord. I thank you thank for uh, this show. And I pray that each person that needs to be encouraged and equipped by you, that this will go on good soil and that uh, it will produce exactly what you call for it to produce. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. We agree with that. Amen. Thank you, Willie and Rachel and Joshua. I really appreciate it. It's a great message, and we're gonna we're gonna you know encourage listeners to share it with one, two, or three people that they know need to hear something right in this conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Okay, yep. we'll talk soon. Bye bye. I appreciate Willie and Rachel along with JCL. Thanks for this roundtable dialogue. It was excellent. Now, what's your point of view? You can let us know by reaching out to us at jesusmart.com and hitting the contact tab. You can hear the first part of this important conversation in episode 134. Again, there are resources and links at jesusmart.com slash kingdom race for these two episodes. To learn more about the podcast, go to jesusmart.com. Hey, share this with one or two of your friends, would you? Spread the news, spread the dialogue, spread the conversation. It's an important topic and it's an important edge that Willie and Rachel and JCL are pursuing in these two episodes. We have an e-letter which goes out with next level elements to develop as a Christ follower and as an apprentice of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And you can sign up for that free e-letter 
at jesusmart.com. It's a good way to stay connected. Jesus is brilliant. Listen, he knows how to solve these issues. He has answers. He knows how life works best for every one of us personally. We'll talk soon. We'll be right back. 